You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. Hello, Geriatric Mamas. <laughs> we are live. What are you drinking? I'm so jealous. Oh, you know, I mean, champagne. I, I've been busy, like busy, busy the last few days, so I really haven't had anything. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to partake. I'm going to have a little... <laughs> Yeah. champagne all by myself <laughs> i'm so jealous i feel like i need like hair of the dog is that the saying is that don't, uh don't have the have when the hair. you need something stronger than alcohol is that what that no means? like when like the don't like you take the hair of the dog it's like when you're like a little hungover and then it's oh. like drink you're probably right like drink the hair wait the hair from the dog that spit on you wait what is the fucking i don't know what is the saying i don't know hair of the dog something to do with like being hung over and drinking yeah. the dog's hair i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so gross that's nasty i'm actually not like super hungover i'm just tired i'm just yeah. like it's been a week yeah there's yeah. been some developments that i will disclose and <laughs> The next recording yes sounds so like <laughs> official like it's like mm-hmm. big yeah big juicy gossip yeah <laughs> there's really been good. some developments there's been some developments <laughs> that we are not going to disclose at this time right exactly no no i know <laughs> i just official. felt like i needed it like we've just been so busy and then you know the three of us annabelle mike and i have had a cold since uh last week like Mm. it's been over a week now that we've had this cold and it's not covid but it's like it may as well be because we did better when we had covid because now all three of us are sick and usually it's just like me and annabelle or mike and annabelle but like when all three of us are it's there's really just no adult here Mm -hmm. it's just we're just surviving but you know annabelle is on um medication from the doctor and so she's gotten like steadily like really a lot better and so basically she's just dragging mike and i around by like our tails like (laughs) she's like i feel great guys why are you guys just like going on on the couch like that what's happening (laughs) like we might need to bring you to my grandmother's or mike's mom's or something just so that we can catch a break like we might Mm -hmm. need to but anyways we're feeling better it's just we still have the raspy voice and the stuffy nose and um you know just little things yeah the residuals it's always when I feel like I sound the worst when it's like mm-hmm. when I'm starting to feel better but then I mm-hmm. actually end up sounding the worst right because like everything's loosened up and mm-hmm. ew that's gross oh my god <laughs> I, it, this thought is like exactly how it is for me and I remember back when we were taking state boards I took state boards before you for cosmetology and I had had this really bad cold for like a week and I was at the tail end of it. I didn't have any symptoms anymore, but that dry cough every once in a while would creep up. And I was in the middle of like perm. I was almost done with my practical um, test. And all of a sudden, one of those coughing fits creeps in. Oh and my you have God. to be so sanitary. You can't. <laughs> You're like washing your hands between every move that you make when you don't have a cold. And so I was like, I looked at the instructor and I was basically like, what do I do? <laughs> Help me. You're like, uh, see, I'm using um, yeah. sanitizer and wiping my hands, using barbershop. Shoving it up my Do you nose. Guys see? Do you guys see? I remember that. Like, I remember yeah. I dropped my comb. I kept dropping my comb during like my haircut because <laughs> I was nervous. 
and I kept dropping my comb. So I kept making a big production of the fact that I was like, I pulled out a new comb and put that current comb like aside, like in my little container that was marked Barbicide. And like, yeah. I made sure, like, I like, like waved it around the room. Like, does everybody see what I'm doing right now? And I think at one point the instructor wasn't watching and I go, <clears throat> like that. So the instructor me. would like, look at me and then I'm like taking it. I'm like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> put it in this bucket he's just like got it thank you check <laughs> you're good <laughs> oh my god yeah well because you get docked for that shit so if they don't do. like see what you're doing you right. need to make and sure that like they fucking when you saw. get docked on practical it's just not good like it's, it's one thing not if you get docked on like state laws and stuff like because there are some like big words in there you know like yeah. we get the gist of it but not everybody gets good grades on the state laws you know so mm-hmm. Anyways. Do you remember that lady, Molly, that we were in school with? Do you remember her? She mm. was really sweet, but, like, God bless her. She didn't really speak, like, a lot of English, and we were all like, how is she going to do yeah, this? Because she wasn't – because she kept doing everything wrong, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> I wonder whatever happened to her. I wonder if she's, like – I know. I think I of, our, know. of our hair school people often. Like, sometimes I feel like I see people out and about, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't even remember the name of the person who you had bring to my quote-unquote purse party. See, I'm still calling it a purse party. It's been, like, who 20 years. Who I brought to your yeah, purse you party? Because you threw a surprise party for me. Um, you and the girls threw a surprise party for me because I was graduating and because I was leaving, I was moving to Hawaii and you threw a surprise party for me. And mm-hmm. like you weren't, you were barely talking to me because you were I know because I'm the surprise. worst at a surprise. So I legit, okay. So our listeners know yeah. I was throwing this surprise party for Sonia for graduating cause school and like, I'm like literally the worst with surprises. And so I team up with our, um, this other girl we were friends with in beauty school, Jen, and I'm like acting like. I basically got really close to Jen because Jen and I were throwing this party for Sonia, but Sonia didn't know. And so the only way that I could like keep this from Sonia is to basically just fucking ignore her ass. So like literally we went from like driving to school together, eating lunch together, like hanging out after work, like not after work, but after school, like basically every single day of our lives together <laughs> to like, I wouldn't even call the bitch back because I was so afraid that I was going to like ruin the surprise. And I just remember it was like days we had just had a few more days to go. And I was like telling Jen, I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. She thinks I'm mad at her. And Sonia like pulls me aside. It was like during lunch or something. And you're just like, you're like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh God, oh God. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. I just feel like you're really distant lately. Like, did I do something wrong? And it was just like, I don't even remember what I said, but I kind of like, like kept that narrative going a little bit. I was just like, I don't know. I'm just like getting closer to Jen. I don't want to tell you. Cause like, (laughs) it was just easier because I was so afraid. Yeah. Oh my God. And you almost didn't even show up. You didn't even go. So we tell her that like Jen is throwing this purse party. Yeah. And like that's how we got her there. And like one of the um who did you show up with? I don't remember. I don't know. But you showed up with somebody and you were like, this is so weird. I'm going to like a purse party that like my best friend is throwing with somebody else and like I don't even want to go. And then like they were texting us like she doesn't want to come. And I'm like, she has to come. Get her to come. (laughs) My God. Yeah. And then you were so confused. You were like, what the hell? And I was like, I'm sorry. This is why I was ignoring you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. This would make sense. This would make sense. Yeah. Like nothing. Note to those close 
like that I'm close to in my personal life. If I ever, if like you have like a birthday or a big event coming up and I suddenly just go MIA on you, it's, I'm probably involved somehow. And I just like, I'm trying to surprise you and I'm just really bad at it. (laughs) So I just ignore you. (laughs) So bad. I mean, you pulled it off. It was good. It was good. But like in hindsight though, looking back though, like that was like not a fun time because like it was like a full on month of like, yeah, and I really Neglect. did think you hated me. In fact, one of the girls who was in on it, one of the girls who was in on it, and I also can't remember her name, like I was sitting there crying at lunch one day because I wasn't – I was like eating lunch alone. I was oh. eating lunch alone and she even sat at a different table and she was my friend and we were just like awkwardly staring at each other across and I like started crying and she's like, who cares if they hate you now? Like she basically was like trying to pretend like you guys actually did hate me and oh, I was like – my God. Like, it was convincing. I mean, I didn't really know her that well, so I was convinced. I mean, but I probably would have handled things a lot differently today. <laughs> today, I'd be like, bitch, we're throwing you a party. Just like act surprised, okay? Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you think about this cake? <laughs> do you like it? Is it to your liking? <laughs> oh, my God. I love oh, it. So funny. Well... I love how like with like my edits, I can always tell like when we're about to like transition because your transition word is well. Well. Shall we? Well. What do you have anything that you else you want to share for the week though? Like this week was action packed. So it's like it's hard to There was a lot that happened this week. Mm -hmm. Um there's, you know, like I said earlier, there's been some developments Mm -hmm. uh, that are good, (laughs) good changes. Can't talk about it yet, but I will next recording. Um, that's been a lot. It's been like kind of like a mental mind fuck and like an emotional mm-hmm. roller coaster these mm-hmm. past several months. Um, mm-hmm. And everything just kind of came together this past week. And also during this past week, Hayden's been going through a growth spurt or something and he's just yeah. really been letting me have it. <laughs> so um, I've been dealing with a little tiny terrorist on top of mm-hmm. other stuff and it's just been exhausting. I'm just mm-hmm. exhausted. Yeah. I literally like sat on my couch like a slore of a human for like the better <laughs> part of today. And I'm just – I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. I'm, no, it's fine. That's what nothing. Sundays are supposed to be for in my yeah. personal opinion. Um, we went to Maine Beer Company because they have the Center for Maine Wildlife there today. And they had like their – one of their little owls – like they're I don't know what the tiny breed of owl is, but it was so cute. They had a snake Aww. and you know, we kind of just kept our distance and took lots of pictures from afar. And um <laughs> we had some pizza and it was just like really cute in there. And one of my friends needed headshots, so I just quickly did headshots for her outside the building and the kids were just adorable. So we How had a good cute. morning. Yeah. I heard somebody call, um, I think I saw like on um, Facebook a while back, they referred to a snake as a nope rope. <laughs> a nope rope? <laughs> a nope rope. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I rope. actually agree. It's definitely a nope rope. <laughs> I'm yeah. Good. I don't Absolutely need to be not. messing with a snake. Mm-mm. I'm all set. No. I never even. really minded them when I was younger, but it's like, I think like with age comes like, you're just more aware of dangers than you were mm-hmm. when you were a kid and you're just so naive mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, snake. And now you're just like, oh, okay, you could right. fucking kill me. So right. I'm probably going to stay away. Right. 
Yeah, no, after living in Florida, snakes are just thoroughly terrifying and I will never be their friend. (laughs) So gross. Yeah. So this episode is going to be (laughs) – it was going to be a coffee combos. I changed it to happy hour and it's actually like a combination of both, but we'll call it a coffee combos um, because we're not trying to get lit over here. (laughs) Well, it's kind of both because I'm drinking coffee and you're drinking champs. So it's kind of like – It's like a 50-50. happy Mm -hmm. coffee Mm -hmm. combo. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. We'll work on that. (laughs) We will. So it's, it's a mashup. About, it's a mashup. <laughs> I like mashup. Um, it's a, yeah. about a variety of topics, including the Alabama Supreme Court ruling about embryos, the pros and cons of popular children's TV shows. So I'm really excited to dive into that and uh, what TV shows we're currently binging when we have a little bit of time to ourselves. And announcement, we have a new um, discount code for the Portland main area. Goldfish Swim School in Portland has given us a code to use for a free first swim lesson. And it's Mama's 2024 and you will need to call to use the code because you can't use it online. Their online system just isn't set up for discount codes right now. So definitely give them a call and schedule that first swim lesson because the place is amazing. It is so warm. The water is warm. The instructors are amazing. And Annabelle absolutely loves it there. So highly recommend. How cool. I didn't know, I know that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. I was there all weekend because they had their – um grand opening and I was doing the photography for it and they're just they're all just so sweet their instructors the owner everyone um this is actually you just remind me so this is like actually following up on last week's episode um Mm -hmm. I was talking to Courtney last night and Mm -hmm. she was saying because she was listening to the birthday special and we were talking about the dangers of being around a pool and stuff Mm -hmm. and she was saying how you know, it's like we, we make bath time so fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like kids gravitate to the water because bath time is so fun Mm -hmm. and they want to get in the bath and they want to play with their toys. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, what's the answer? So to like, do we make bath time not fun? You know what I mean? But it's like kids want to go to the pool because it's just like, they They know water is because they're like, yeah. yeah. So came across this, well, it's not just this article. It's actually trending. It's everywhere in the news right now, mm-hmm. unless you've been living under a rock. Um, right. But there's been some crazy things that are happening. Um, recently, Alabama Supreme Court rules that frozen embryos are children, which could in turn jeopardize IVF possibilities. Uh-huh. So going to read this article. Where's this article from? This one is from People. People, okay. Frozen embryos will legally be considered children under a new Alabama Supreme Court ruling. The decision comes as a result of a wrongful death lawsuit brought by couples whose frozen embryos were destroyed at a fertility clinic in December 2020 when a patient entered a cryogenic nursery storage unit and removed several embryos. Wait, did she remove them herself? No. Or did she have somebody else remove them? So I think wh- – I read another article and I feel like sh- it said that they removed them, them themselves, but I could be wrong. How? Okay. Sorry. Know. Maybe I should just read the fucking article, I right? I feel like it was themselves. Like I feel like they snuck in and took them because apparently their hands like burned from – you keep reading. You keep reading. 
Maybe I should just read this. Let me start over. Let me just fucking read the article. Let's try this again. Frozen embryos will legally be considered children under a new Alabama Supreme Court ruling. The decision comes as a result of a wrongful death lawsuit brought a couple whose frozen embryos were destroyed at a fertility clinic in December 2020 when a patient entered a cryogenic nursery storage unit and removed several embryos. The sub-zero temperatures at which the embryos had been stored freeze-burned the patient's hand, causing the patient to drop the embryos on the floor, killing them. What a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. A lawsuit was filed against the clinic and the Center for Reproductive Medicine alleging negligence and the Alabama's wrongful death of a minor act had been violated. After a trial court dismissed the claims, the plaintiff filed an appeal. The parties to these cases have raised many difficult questions, including ones about the ethical status of extrauterine children, the application of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution to such children, and the public policy implications of treating extrauterine children as human beings. Justice May Mitchell wrote in Friday's ruling, but the court today needs not address these questions because as explained below, the relevant statutory text is clear. The wrongful death of a minor act applies on its face to all unborn children without limitations, Mitchell continued. Per Friday's decision, unborn children are to legally be considered children without exception based on developmental stage, physical location, or any other ancillary <laughs> characteristics. <laughs> People.com. <laughs> Cannot say that word. We're just going to use that one somehow. Um, okay. I have so many thoughts on this. So many um, feels. Right. So when um, when it the article went on to say basically that the plaintiff – like was basically suing for wrongful death or whatever so like is the plaintiff the person who dropped them because they got freezer burned on their hand no wouldn't it be the i think the way i read it and maybe this Mm -hmm. is wrong but i read it as like let's say like my embryos were being Mm -hmm. stored in that Mm -hmm. freezer and you went in to try to and then somebody else no somebody else went in to go steal Mm -hmm. their embryos and in Mm -hmm. turn mine got fucking ruined right is that not right is that not what i'm under or i don't know yeah yeah i don't understand who is suing who right is it the person who is an idiot who like stuck their hands in this thing and had no right to be doing this to begin with trying to sue or like is it somebody else's embryos we should probably have figured this out well i feel like it's the patient's the the patient's embryos because it says the sub-zero temperatures at which the embryos were stored freeze-burned the patient's hand so they were going after their embryos and their hand but they dropped them on the floor so Mm -hmm. they're the ones that fucking killed them first of all exactly exactly so that's why i'm confused i'm like is it the fertility clinic that's suing for wrongful death or is it the parents that are suing for wrongful death But anyways, I guess technically that doesn't matter in this whole thing because the whole idea of this is about the embryos being actual children and wrongful death of children, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that means like even if in the case where you have, you know, five embryos after doing a round of IVF, they're frozen or not frozen and you – well, they're frozen because you discover, say, that three of the five are abnormal in one way or another and two of them are viable and you want to transfer those two then what happens to the three that are not normal do they just stay frozen forever because you can't Mm -hmm. dispose of them 
um, because they're technically children in the state of Alabama or what what happens? Yeah. You know? I guess what I'm – okay, and maybe you just answered it, but I guess like what I'm not understanding is like how is this going to affect – like really affect IVF long-term? Is it just because now they're thinking of all like the Mm. storage capacity of keeping all of these embryos is what they're thinking? Or What are they going to do with all the – yeah, because all the embryos that parents ultimately end up deciding not to transfer healthy or unhealthy because there are healthy ones that don't get transferred because they already have enough children. Mm -hmm. So if the IVF has the responsibility or – Whoever has the responsibility of keeping these embryos, yes, where are they going to go? But ultimately, what they do eventually is dispose of them in some way. They use them for science or they just, you know, throw them out or whatever. So in that situation, IVF facilities are worried that they're going to be held liable for the wrongful death of these embryos. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then they'll be less likely to do – and I remember – when you were going through IVF and like several other people were doing IVF, there are, there is the option of doing IVF without, you know, getting a bunch of embryos. You can just, you know, do Mm -hmm. a natural round and just pull what you, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you can just do without doing like the medication to get as many eggs. You can just pull what egg you have and fertilize it and just do, mm-hmm. you know, one embryo transfer without all the testing and stuff, and that would eliminate the amount of embryos that would be stored and thrown out. So there are other ways of doing it, but ultimately it What will are your impact. thoughts? Like, what are your thoughts? Do you look at an embryo as a child? Like, what are your... I definitely... It, I mean, it's hard. It's hard because it's like I do. Like, emotionally, I do. Right. Scientifically, mm-hmm. I mean... It's the start of a baby. It could be a baby, mm-hmm. you know? So it's hard because it's like emotionally I do look at it as a child, an unborn right. child. But when it came to our testing, when it came to our testing and I called you on the phone and I told you we had one viable embryo and it was a girl and mm-hmm. neither one of us were thinking of the possibility of transferring one of the non-viable embryos to my uterus. Mm-hmm. Right. Without a doubt, it wasn't even thought of. It was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. we have one embryo that we're working with. And so – And per, for, per this law, they're saying mm-hmm. that basically that would be like murder, like murder wrongful of, termination murder of, of these embryos that weren't healthy. Right. Weren't- so we had three embryos. One was viable. So that means I would have – if I, I believe if I lived in the state of Alabama after this ruling, I would have been fined $20,000 because it's 10000 per embryo. And the IVF uh, facility would have been fined as well. And I don't know what other sentence there is for that. But there's Hmm. consequences. So I would have been held liable for those two unviable embryos because they were embryos. Oh, my God. It's mm-hmm. such a slippery slope. It's so mm-hmm. fucked. Like, I don't. Right. I don't think that's right. You I know, feel obviously. like this is just um, and a lot. Of, like of course, a lot of people. The point of view of a lot of people, and the reason why this is so crazy, and out, like everyone's talking about it, is because everyone feels as though this is a way for the government, the patriarchy, to control not only a woman's body but like our reproductive powers, and mm-hmm. so that's that's the underlying concern. And for me personally, I do – I feel like I would – in that situation, I would have felt 
um, like my hands were tied, like I mm-hmm. had no control because obviously those two embryos, we weren't going to transfer them. We just weren't going to transfer mm-hmm. them. And if I had mm-hmm. no power to say, okay, we're just going to transfer Annabelle. <laughs> if I had no power to say that without going against a law, yeah, I would have felt mm-hmm. like my power as an individual was taken away. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was reading somewhere too and I was like learning about it is that like, you know, this is like in a way is like a step backwards. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think it's the way that I feel about it is it's like on one hand is that like I appreciate, I appreciate somebody giving a voice to like these unborn babies, babies, right? Like I, I do appreciate them acknowledging that they are unborn babies Mm -hmm. but um I think when it comes down to this stuff it's like you know I I'm a firm believer of like once there's a heartbeat Mm -hmm. I feel like there needs to be um it's there needs to be like reasoning behind Mm -hmm. the termination whether it's because of a rape I think that's Mm -hmm. a viable reason I think if it's you know obviously incestual if it's um there's something wrong with the mother like Mm -hmm. that it could be like detriment to her health or like Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with the baby that they were able to test like later they find out something you know I think there's definitely like reasons there but I I am I do believe that once there's a heartbeat you know that's to me the ticker Mm -hmm. when it's like okay now it's a baby and so Mm -hmm. like um, or now it's like quote unquote un- an unborn baby. Right. Um, I think before that, you know, as much as like we, you know, we loved little M baby Annabelle and we named mm-hmm. her and she was very much real in that moment. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, like I do acknowledge that it's um, it's a bunch of cells. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of beautiful little cells that are that have potential of being a beautiful little baby. Mm-hmm. But I do I don't think that it's. <sighs> Yeah. I don't I think we're going a little too extreme by that's by very, saying yeah I think you know? it's very extreme it's very mm-hmm. extreme I mean if you think about it like that's why I said it's like emotional because it's like in my heart says yes it's a baby but it's right, like of when I think about it from a scientific standpoint it's mm-hmm. not not right you know Should we as individuals really be held responsible um for like a needing to go through fertility treatments to begin with wanting to clearly have a child and then saying okay I want a child but just because I was able to to produce five embryos doesn't mean I want to have five babies so Mm -hmm. at that point there is the there is the option to do like you know the embryo donation and you know all that stuff you can do embryo donation if you want to if they're not viable most of the time that's not obviously going to happen but there are options. It's just to be held liable because we, A, can't have children on our own and then B, want to have children and then figure out and pay all the money and, you know, do all the things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just putting major control over the reproductive system. Mm-hmm. And it is. And it's like already like such a stressful, heartbreaking, mm-hmm. like, thing that Mm -hmm. you know you go through a lot of times it's not always like sometimes there's other reasons that people would you know go through IVF but a lot of times it's a very it's a very heartbreaking thing and like you know no mother wants to hear that there's something wrong with their embryos or it's not gonna be a perfectly healthy baby and so that already is like really devastating to hear and then to be told that like you have to hang on to these embryos because Mm -hmm. like some man in the office decided mm-hmm. to 
put this ruling in place. Like, I don't fucking right. know. I'm assuming it's a man. Right. <laughs> but it's ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just all around ridiculous. And it's – I don't know what's going to end up happening. It'll be interesting watching this story develop. But this is just the beginning of all of it. And, you know, I'm sure IVF will be put on hold somewhat in Alabama for right now while they figure all this out. Mm-hmm. It definitely is, you know, I'm sure other states will try to push it now that Alabama has it squared away. But we'll see how it goes, I guess. It's like two steps forward, three steps back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what keeps happening. I know. In lighter news, we have decided, because Annabelle and Hayden definitely have their favorite TV shows, as do we as parents for children's shows, um, we've decided to go through TV shows that our kids, and Jessica, feel free, if I forgot one, definitely add one, add Mm -hmm. them to the bottom or whatever, but we have decided to go through our children's favorite TV shows and list the pros and cons of each one according to us. So we hope you enjoy. So we're going to start off with Daniel Tiger. So this was actually one of Annabelle's first favorite shows. She was in love with Daniel. Like, of course, he. she just thought he was so cute. And I think she loved Katerina Kitty Cat and she loved Oh the Owl. So we watched it. She learned all the lessons. Uh, even after watching it for one season, she kind of figured out all the ups and downs and then we had to rewatch, rewatch, re Like, I think I've watched Daniel Tiger's, like, full and series probably, like, ten at least times. I don't know. But she has known since before she could talk when Daniel's mom was going to break her arm. <laughs> and she would just start crying and pointing to her arm. And I loved it for the lessons that she learned and, like, all the words that she learned from watching it. But after a while, my husband and I really started to see a pattern in Daniel's behavior uh he is just I I know the show is trying to teach them lessons he's so whiny he's so whiny (laughs) sorry I can't I can't with Daniel Tiger I was on mute because my dog is snoring but I'm just like I can't (laughs) everything is a problem for him everything's Mm -hmm. a problem and then everything the parents have to like talk him off a ledge a lot and Annabelle has was like when Annabelle was a baby baby before she understood tv she was this happy-go-lucky like child and then I feel like as soon as she started fully understanding Daniel Tiger she would start figuring out reasons to get upset and it usually had something to do with something that was on Daniel Tiger and she learned what it meant to get upset on Daniel Tiger and she became fussy and I talked about this with a couple of family friends and they're like oh my gosh this happened to my daughter too or whatever and so while Daniel Tiger is great and you learned so much from that show we had to stop kind of watching it and like start trying to steer her in another direction because we couldn't handle how whiny it was making her it just was wine 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 Maybe it's, like, meant for, like, a little bit older kids that um, kind of have already learned how it. to deal with their emotions a little bit better because, like, when they're they're just, like, little nuggets, right, like Annabelle and, and Hayden, yeah. they're very much learning their frustrations and how to deal with them, and they don't really quite get it yet. And so, like, to see another character that they admire, 
like validate that mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you cry when you don't get your way and you throw a fit when something goes wrong. Like, oh, okay, that is what I do. Yeah. yeah I just, I tried it because I know that you said said that um, Annabelle loved it. And I, mm-hmm. I think I watched a couple episodes and I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. Like he like, he's like, wah, I broke my crayon. Eh, no, it's broken. I don't want this crayon. Wah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, really? Like, yeah. no. Absolutely not. The one thing that has stuck with us that's really been helpful, and I love it, is that when Annabelle gets upset, I remind her that Daniel Tiger counts to four and then does like a few deep breaths. And she does that before we even have to ask her sometimes if she's being silly. She'll like get upset about something and then she'll be like, one, two, three, four. And she'll be like, Mm-hmm. and you'll just see her do like the exaggerated face and I'll be like that's right honey we take deep breaths. and that's good like that is a good lesson but it's just like why did we have to get there you know like yeah. I don't know that she would have automatically gotten frustrated if that mm-hmm. wasn't learned I don't know right. maybe I'm wrong but I just I can't I can't she's with the Daniel Tiger act. <laughs> she's learned how to act from watching Daniel Tiger because yeah. let me tell you the kid has nothing to cry about so she does not. <laughs> she'll tell she you is. otherwise yeah she has a lot of grievances yeah <laughs> as does Hayden <laughs> yeah go ahead for Don Quixote yeah so this next one is Don Quixote <laughs> and like when I first saw it so it's on PBS kids and when it first came on to me you know being being born in the 80s like it kind of had like nostalgic feels to it just because it was like puppets. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's kind of like how our shows were when we were younger, like Dumbo Circus and stuff. And, um, you know, and I just kind of like really appreciated it. And I thought it was cute. And like they have like good lessons. And there's just like this yellow donkey. And then there's this big purple panda. And then, you know, Hayden loved it, immediately mm-hmm. glued to it. And I was like, it's a cute show. Well, then, like, he started really loving it and getting, like, kind of obsessed to it where he would start, like, dancing when, like, the theme song comes on. He would immediately, mm-hmm. like, stop crying and just be glued to it when it came on. But then, like, the panda does this mm-hmm. thing where he's like, hey like, every, like, two <laughs> seconds, like, hey like, whenever he gets all excited and it's just like, oh. You've heard it a thousand God. times. <laughs> It's so annoying. Yeah. But Hayden loves it. It brings him so much joy. And he got a um a donkey hoodie stuffy from Gam Gam for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so now his new thing is like I've been trying to kind of like gradually go away from Donkey Hody and kind of like we do a lot of we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um we do a lot of Miss Rachel and stuff, but mm-hmm. he'll come over to me with his Donkey Hody stuffy and be like, Donkey, Donkey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I know what you're asking for. Yeah. And it's like, on one hand, I want to like, I want to do what he's asking for. Cause I want to, I want to further instill communicating and, mm-hmm. and knowing that that's how you ask for things. You don't scream at me at the top mm-hmm. of your lungs. Right. So, but it brings him joy. And sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. Mama needs right. to get shit done. So <laughs> you just live your best donkey hody life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Annabelle liked Don Quixote for like a few minutes. She really likes the song in the beginning, but other than that, she never really got into the whole show. I know. I do wish this theme song was a little longer because Mm -hmm. that literally like captivates him. Yeah. Loves it. Yeah. He loves it. He loves everything about it. I know your (laughs) thoughts on Peppa Pig, but Annabelle, about like, I don't know how long. It was before Christmas. It was like a few weeks before Christmas. 
um, she saw it on like the lineup on YouTube TV and she goes, Ooh, and she knew who Peppa Pig was because my nephew Kyler loves it. And he always brings his figurines or like his stuffed animal or whatever with, with, um, Peppa Pig on it. So she knows who Peppa is. She just never really watched the show. So she saw it in the lineup and she goes, Ooh, I want to watch Peppa Pig and I was like okay so I put Peppa Pig on and we ended up watching the whole series and she loves it but she doesn't stay into it like she'll watch it for like a few minutes and then she's done with it she loves daddy pig and she loves George she I think she likes the way they say George in like their English accents because she'll sometimes she'll be like she'll be I'll be like who's your favorite character on Peppa Pig and she'll be like George and it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, just watch out because I literally <laughs> like I I I tried because I was like, yeah. oh, maybe this is cute because you know the accents, and I was like, well, we like Louis, so maybe I like this, and I just couldn't do it. And I saw, um, not saw, but uh, I was in the grocery store, and there were these like two little girls, and you could tell that they watched Peppa Pig mm-hmm. because it was everyone was Daddy, Daddy, can we get Cheerios, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. And like you could tell yeah. they thought they were being so cute. And this father, this poor man, he's just like, oh my God, I can't. Yeah. And he's like not really <laughs> listening to them. He's trying so hard to block it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like all through the grocery store. And I'm like, if I have to hear Daddy one more fucking time, <laughs> like I'm probably going to get in trouble because <laughs> it they was just so, so annoying. Much. They say Daddy Pig so much. It in was that so show. annoying. Yeah. Like, I so, was just like, I can't. And so then like when I kept hearing, because it would come on when it, I, I, in the beginning I would have like PBS kids on cause I didn't really know. It's like Sonia, you and I talked about this in the beginning or it's like, I don't know. It's, I guess we put on Sesame street. I don't fucking know yeah. what I'm supposed to be putting on. Yeah. And so I had like PBS kids just like playing. And so it would like, um, is it on PBS kids actually? I don't know. Maybe it's on Nickelodeon. So. I don't it's on PBS Kids, right? Yeah. And it would just like come on. And it was just like, it's, I personally think it's so annoying. I just yeah. can't. It gets annoying. That's for sure. And they, okay. So they have like all this stuff to go along with it. And right in the midst of her craze over Peppa Pig, it was like Christmas time. And um, so Tyler, my nephew's um, girlfriend, had the house her daughter had used the peppa pig house and she like loved it and she kept all of her figurines and everything and so they gave that to annabelle for christmas and annabelle is obsessed with it and she plays with it but we don't watch peppa pig anymore but it's like really cute because she has to put all the beds where they go she has to put like the tables where they go the chairs where they go and she knows where everyone's rooms are, so she puts everybody to bed in the right That's room cute. and everything. It's adorable. I love I it. I wish the sh- I wish I didn't find the show so annoying because mm-hmm. like the little like figurines of the pigs and like mm-hmm. the, all the toy like the stuff that goes along with them, like the stuffies of these pigs, like it has potential to be like so cute. But I just yeah. can't. I can't. Yeah. I feel like it's like obnoxiously annoying for yeah. no reason. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. I it can't is. You do have it. to like space <laughs> it out. If you're gonna allow an episode, you have to like space it out, and it has to be purposeful. Like sometimes, if we're struggling with something with Annabelle, like a behavior or something, I will go back to Daniel Tiger and I will put it on an episode, and she'll watch it. Like when we were first doing the potty training. Ep- uh, potty training with her I put it on the potty training Daniel episode and I had her watch it a couple of times 
And but I had to space it out because she really wasn't into Daniel anymore. But it's like there are purposes for like some of these things. So it's nice to be able to like reference them since we've watched the entire series of all of these things. We kind of know where to go. But another weird thing about Peppa Pig that I'm sure you won't know because you haven't really like gotten into it. (laughs) So there's this one character called Mrs. Rabbit. So Mrs. Rabbit runs everything in the town. She runs the grocery store, the helicopter, the park. Uh, She runs the ice cream shop. And one day she breaks her foot or like sprains her ankle walking into her sister's house who's about to or her sister has like babies and like older kids taking care of the babies with her. And so Mrs. Rabbit like walks into the house, slips on a toy and sprains her ankle. And then everybody tries to go do her jobs and everything falls to crap in the entire town because Mrs. Rabbit isn't available to do her job. And it's like, why? (laughs) Why is this show setting it up to make it look like this one woman can do everything? I don't understand. I don't understand why this show has this be a thing. I've Googled it and there's no valid reason. Like, they're just like, yeah, ha ha. We thought it would be a funny little tagline. We thought it would be funny for people to notice that we have that going on. And it's like, okay. But anyways, that's so funny. And you know what? Actually, I think I might have. That's the probably one of the episodes that I did see that was mm-hmm. on because mm-hmm. um, I and I didn't really like register what was happening at the time because I was just so annoyed by what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do kind of remember that storyline <laughs> of like like the ice cream shop or whatever. It wasn't ice cream shop. I don't even know what it was, but it yeah. was just like everything was basically going to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a dumpster fire because this one, this one little mama, I mean, Mrs. Rabbit couldn't do anything. So anyway, so another one that Hayden, um, I actually started with this one before we went before I discovered Don Quixote. And I thought he was gonna be really into this. And he is now. Um, but he definitely was a little bit more into Don Quixote before. But is Paw Patrol. First thing I want to just say is kind of like funny about Paw Patrol that I feel like that it's just like maybe it's just a thing because it's like there's also like Rubble and Crew and then there's like Super Kitties and it's all kind of like the same thing where it's like nobody's questioning the fact that you have this like what like eight-year-old kid and like all his dogs and it's like these grown-ass adults have like these issues that are happening in their life and so let's call Ryder this like child and his dogs to come to the rescue and it's just like that's interesting. Um, I know I'm just overanalyzing it, but um, Hayden loves the intro music to Paw Patrol. I know Paw Patrol is a really big one and it's it's cute. It's like, it's entertaining. It's truly what it's meant to be. I don't really know that there's like, I think like the lessons in it are probably geared for older kids because definitely like Hayden's not picking up on anything like that for now, but he's definitely obsessed with dogs. So anything with dogs, he just gets so excited about it. Um, And I know Sonia has a show that she's going to talk about in a little bit that (laughs) I need to get into because it's definitely relating to dogs. Um, But yeah, so Paw Patrol is definitely up there um, whenever I get sick of Don Quixote and (laughs) Miss Rachel. And um, if, you know, another one of our favorites isn't on, I'm just like, okay, here you go. Just do this. But yeah, I just think the whole idea of calling a child to the rescue is just absolutely hilarious, but it's fine. Whenever Annabelle has like a problem that's for me to fix, I'll be like, Mommy's on the way. And I'll like try to say it the way that <laughs> Paw Patrol says Just it. And yelp for yeah. help. <laughs> and she'll be like, No, Mama. She's no. like, Yeah, just don't do that again, please. No, Thanks. Mama. Mm-mm. 
yeah, but she thinks Sky is adorable. She like loves Sky and she loves Chase. And so we were at swim class a couple or my Mike had her at swim class the other day and she was talking to her friend and her friend's grandmother asked her what her favorite <laughs> character on Paw Patrol is. And I know what they are, but she goes, Mayor Humdinger. And like, they just looked at her like she was crazy. And I'm like, did you say that to be funny? Like, why did you say that? Mayor Humdinger. When he finished, like, Chicken Letta. Like, just like a character. I was like, no part. (laughs) Chicken Letta. It's my favorite. The grandmother just kind of looked at her and was like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) But her favorite characters are Chase and Skye. And she talks about Everest a lot, too. But. Anyways. That's hilarious. Yeah, That's funny. I was like, she said Mayor Humdinger. <laughs> That's so funny. The next show we have on the list is one of Annabelle's all-time favorites, and it's called Puppy Dog Pals. It's on Disney Junior, but it's also on our YouTube, and she puts it on, uh, or she wants me to put it on mostly, like, when she's trying to relax, when she's tired. It's like her, just like her wind-down show, but it's also just really good. It's about two pugs and their cat named um, Hissy and their owner named Bob. And they're just like always on a mission. Their missions kind of remind me of like Paw Patrol a little bit. But it's usually like Bob, their owner, has forgotten something and they have to go help him find it or like whatever. But they're just so cute and the cat is hilarious. Annabelle belly laughs at this cat because she'll like she's sarcastic but she's also like a loving older sister to the two pugs so it's really cute it could be like Achilles your old cat with like when Mm -hmm. you had and I'm like you had me at pugs Mm -hmm. I can't believe like I still haven't I need to find this show I keep forgetting honestly they have more episodes on YouTube TV so if you put it on YouTube TV just start it at season one episode one they're all there I need to I need to cycle something else in if I'm gonna slowly phase out Don Quixote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I have nothing bad to say about it. Sometimes the opening gets a little bit annoying, but other than that, it's like a really like chill, low key show that does not mm-hmm. drive me crazy. And she thinks they're so funny. So the next one is one that I actually was gonna try to avoid because <laughs> I thought it was so annoying, but I finally caved and I put it on and it's Miss Rachel and it's actually been amazing. Mm-hmm. He's repeating things. He like gets excited with certain songs come on. Yeah, he's definitely because, you know, she's a, did you know she's from Maine? No, I had no idea. Yeah, she's, she's a her and her husband are music teachers from she's from Bitterford, Maine. Oh and my her gosh. and her husband are music teachers. And I think it was like during COVID is when they turned to doing like the online classes and stuff. And then so that's how I think it was started. But but yeah, so she has – obviously she's a teacher and so she has that background. And he is just like getting so much from it. And right now with our you know current situation, like I'm working, he's not quite in – he's not – there's no not quite. He's not in preschool yet. And that is something that I, you know, am going to do – soon Mm -hmm. um but he's just not there and so it's like to have you know the tv on i want to make sure that it's going to be something that he's getting from it i don't just want him sitting there all day watching don quixote you know what i mean i want him to like get something and so it's just really rewarding it was like i think it was even only having it on for like 20 minutes and he was Mm -hmm. like literally repeating what she was Mm -hmm. saying and i was like oh yeah okay so i see the value in this i understand i don't care if it's annoying 
Um, have you seen those like reels of like parents that are like, oh, month one of Miss Rachel. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, this is awful. And then it's like month two of Miss Rachel. And they're just like bobbing their head along. And then it's like <laughs> month three of Miss Rachel. I feel happy <laughs> or whatever yeah. it is she's singing. And they're just yeah. like singing along in their car to like <laughs> yeah. sticky, sticky bubble gum or whatever. Oh, oh my gosh, that um, one. Mm-hmm. So funny. But it's it's true. Like she's she's grown on me. Um, she's great. And he, he gets so much from it. And he gets mm-hmm. so excited and yeah so that's definitely a a win it's going to be a thing for a while no I think Miss Rachel shouldn't even be counted as screen time I don't think at all because she is definitely very educational and kids are just Mm -hmm. glued to it and they learn so much I had it on a lot more when Annabelle was Hayden's age and it was definitely very helpful for her then and sometimes I'll put it on now when I really need her to calm down because she'll mm-hmm. she'll stare at it for like a few minutes and then she'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And like she'll get her normal energy. <laughs> I think I saw like um, somebody on line somewhere posted like, I feel like I owe Miss Rachel child support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like yeah. their kids were just like glued and yeah. just like, okay, like she's basically mm-hmm. babysitting my child. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's really good for that. So – Last but not least, we have Bluey, which I love Bluey. I do too. Bluey is everywhere, and it's not just because it's an amazing kids show. It's because adults love it too. Mm -hmm. It's such a good show for both kids and adults. It's one that I can watch. And like when Annabelle says she wants to watch Bluey, I like light up. I'm like, really? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's cute. And it has like, you know, like real life scenarios that we can relate to. And so it obviously has like the cute stuff in there for the kids. It's definitely geared for family. Um, And their accents are just like all so adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, The storylines are great. It's it's not annoying at all. I could watch Bluey. Like it's like, you know, even if it's like an episode that I've seen so many times, I still find myself being like, Oh, right. hmm." (laughs) What's going to happen next? Right. (laughs) You know, there's not one episode that I'm like, Oh, I can't watch this again. And I like the opening song. Annabelle used to dance to it. And she would try to say like the characters at the time that they said them in the opening too. So Mm -hmm. like when they say mom, it's so funny because, like, I, I know, like, you and I talked about this, like, before we had kids. Like, I was very much like, I'm not going to do screen time. And I was very much on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, here we are. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's not avoidable. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. There, mm-hmm. you know, screen time is a thing. And I think, like, the days of where it's like no screen time, it's like, well, let's think about when all of those rules started, right? That's mm-hmm. before we really had a lot of mobile devices before like the internet was very much a thing before we Mm -hmm. had bloggers like miss rachel before we had all that stuff so it's like our whole world has evolved and at the end of the day kids are going to get screen time regardless if we let them have it or not they're going to find a way to get it right and i think just like monitoring what they're watching Mm -hmm. and when it's really just like the key you know it's like have structure like dinner time and you're sitting at the table this is dinner time put your cell phones away we're not watching tv we're not doing this or whatever but i i don't think screen time is bad like i think it's okay i think as long as you're in control like i said of what they're watching Mm -hmm. right they're getting something from it you know like that's Mm -hmm. just that's the world we're in right now right there's so Mm -hmm. much education on there and like even for myself, I keep my books on there and I have both audiobooks and regular books are in my phone. So sometimes I'll catch myself 
like when she is busy painting or like doing something or when she's watching Miss Rachel or whatever, I will be tempted to pick up my phone and start reading. And then I feel guilty for it because it looks like I'm just on my phone scrolling, but I'm not. I'm actually doing something that's educational for myself. And so I just feel like this whole stigma around Mm -hmm. screen time needs to stop because our phones are meant to be like educational. They're they're meant Mm -hmm. to be that way. And so are iPads. We wouldn't have them if it weren't for that purpose. And so like now you can put all of that stuff on your TV. So yeah. And I think, you know, when Hayden gets like a little bit older, it's a nice day. Go outside and play. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be inside watching TV. Go play. Um, You know, definitely I'm going to be more about him like doing stuff, painting, drawing, doing arts and crafts versus like, you know, just sitting in front of a a TV, but I'm not going to be against it. You Mm -hmm. know, rainy day, let's put on a movie. Let's, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's okay. Like it's not, I don't think it's like the devil. Right. (laughs) It's a devil. Balance. Balance. Yeah. It is. I love those like reels and like TikToks of it's just like, oh, like behind, you know, want to see what happens when your kids get screen time or whatever. And then it cuts to like the mom mom just like sitting back, like drinking wine, reading a book or Mm -hmm. like actually gets the house clean and actually like gets shit done that she wants to do. And it's like, this is what happens. (laughs) I have a life. I get my shit done or whatever. It's like, it's not the end of the world. I had a lot of screen time as a kid before even like, you know. And I'm, I feel like I turned out fine. Yeah. My mom didn't so allow my it. Might differ, but, but. Yeah. No, my mom <laughs> did not allow it, but my grandmother did. And I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house. So mm-hmm. I also did. I'm just going to. You know uh, what? Meme did too. Really? She yes. Like, Meme was like, all about. So back in their day, they didn't have a TV to keep their kids occupied. So once their grandkids came, they're like, hell yeah. She, Look at yes, this She was all about her. All about her general hospital, all about her yeah. soaps, and I would mm-hmm. like Mine be watching too. stuff. It was really inappropriate for me back then, but I loved it. I would just be like, okay, let's watch this. Oh, I would watch that with her too. And like when I got mm-hmm. older, like not older, older, but like you know, there was Oprah and there was Doctor mm-hmm. Phil before Doctor Phil got like the new Doctor Phil. It was like the old school mm-hmm. where they like tried to talk through their problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like watching before Doctor Phil started like yelling at people. Yeah. Before it became Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, before <laughs> right. Oh, R.I.P. Jerry Springer. I don't. I'm not as afraid of it. I think. I think like with everything in small doses, it's okay. Yeah. Maybe it's not small doses, but just like monitor it. Make sure that you're in control of it and don't let anybody tell you. If you hear hammering, I'm sorry. I can't. The neighbors. I don't know. What <laughs> I the haven't fuck heard it doing. at all. Okay, so. good. Okay, good. But yeah, don't let any other mommy blogger or influencer or whatever mm-hmm. make you feel differently. Just do what's yeah. working for you. And I mean, right now- You never know what those mommy bloggers have going on in their, in their lives. Huh. That was a really good segue, Sonia. I see what you- did there kind of even the fact that ruby frank was just sentenced Mm -hmm. did you watch um did i ever send you that uh documentary on hulu about her no i don't think i sent that to you yeah there's a documentary about her yeah so ruby frank for those who don't know and i apologize like we don't entirely know but she was this like really big like mommy vlogger she had like a whole like youtube channel and she was like this like influencer with like the whole mom world she was just like the holy grail of mothers she at like face value she appeared to be this like woman who had her shit together like people followed her listened to her advice hung on to her every word Mm -hmm. and come to find out 
she was a giant see you next Tuesday <laughs> when it comes to her children. Um, and now she's being locked up for child abuse. Um, her and her, uh, I don't know who this other woman is. It's like, there's two of them that were involved. I need to, well, we'll link yeah, this to the actual like business partner or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I watched, um, this, uh, thing, I think it was on Hulu and I think it was like, her child or um, one of her kids or whatever, maybe it was like two of her kids. I don't know. But basically they were like, they weren't, con they weren't conforming to what this bitch Ruby, mm -hmm. like her ideas of how her children should behave. And so mm -hmm. she sends her off to like live with her business partner, I guess. And it was basically just like complete torture. They were yeah. like, she was like, like torturing them, like, mm -hmm. like putting them in chains and like, not feeding them and like there was like one I guess how she got caught and I'm I'm probably jumping around all the place all over the place because it was a little it was a while back when I saw this documentary but basically like this one kid ends up escaping and um he's like running away the police get him he's emaciated like he's definitely like he's just like skin and bones he's covered mm -hmm. in like bruises and he's just like don't let me go back there don't let me go back there i escaped and so then that caused him to like look into things and they found out that like um this whole thing was linked to ruby and so there's two of them that are actually like in some shit and so they just got sentenced on friday I oh my think. god it's like, yeah. yeah it's so fucked How up awful just the mindset behind abusing poor children like i can't even imagine being in that situation where you're a child and you don't really like, even for the teenager where they don't they're not full their minds aren't fully developed they don't know what the world actually is and to think that that's normal to think mm -hmm. that they were born into this like norm of having to be a certain way or you're going to be abused is just it's awful but not only that like think about like the type of human that you'd have to be right that right you go from like your outer image is everything that encompasses a perfect mm -hmm. mother and you're giving all this advice and you're acting like you know all like I think she was actually known for her strict parenting style. I think mm -hmm. that was definitely one of her things, but mm -hmm. it's like she definitely didn't go in as, you know, in as right. much depth of really what she meant by strict. Right. Um, it was actually mm -hmm. abuse is really what it was. Yeah, um, for sure. But you just brought up something else, and this is like mm, way too dark for, for our podcast, I feel. So I don't – I apologize in advance. Um, but have you seen the – Netflix documentary about um, Gabrielle Hernandez. No, Gabriel, not Gabriel. Gabriel Hernandez. Or yesterday? Is no, that no, it's something else. I don't think so. No, I think I said to oh that God. woman who was yeah. her daughter like, oh God, that's whacked awful. her vagina, and yeah. she got like, <laughs> oh that. <laughs> no, no, this is not the waxing vagina oh. thing. No, no, this is different. Um, yeah, we were really like all week long. Sonia and I are just like sending each other like like news feeds, and this this bitch and her like crotch just kept popping up in my feed like so many times. And I just sent it to Sonia a couple times of like this like toddler waxing this mother's crotch, and I guess got like arrested for child abuse. And I'm just like rightfully so, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. No. Um. So Gabriel Hernandez, it's this like sweet little boy. Um. I just wanted to like jump through the TV and just whole like grab this little boy but it's 
I'm about to be a huge downer. I apologize. But when you said that, like, imagine being the child and like, that's all you know. And that's literally like all this little baby boy knew. Like he basically was um, ultimately ended up being murdered at the hands of his own parents. It was, it was like his mother and then his mother's boyfriend, basically. And he was kept in like a cabinet, like a little like box. Mm-hmm. Like that was like his room basically. And it starts off the, uh, the series starts, starts off with um, the 911 call that like the child isn't breathing and they need paramedics. They tried saying that he fell in the bathtub or something like that. And they get him into the, um, the uh, ER and he's covered from like his head to his toes and bruises. There's like different stages of bruises where it's like some of it is healing to imply Mm -hmm. that it was older bruising and then so and he just had like weird like burn marks on his skin where they were like letting putting like cigarettes out on him and like awful completely Mm -hmm. fucking awful and one of the parts there was many but one of the parts specifically that broke me is that you know um they were interviewing the teacher his teacher and oh god i feel like i'm gonna cry and it was mother's day and um despite all the abuse that his own fucking bitch ass mother was inflicting upon him he still spoke so kindly about his mother and he made his mother a mother's day card and it was a picture and on it it said i love my mommy because she's beautiful i love my mommy because and there was just like all these things in here why he loved his mommy and a picture of his mommy um and then he never ended up giving it to her because he ended up dying like like a couple weeks later or a week later or whatever because he was beaten to death and it's just like so awful and basically like it's this whole documentary it's it's really hard to watch i was yeah. sobbing i was full yeah. on sobbing it was really 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 hard to watch um but it really came down to there was like social services were involved and they there were so many there were so many reports against this family and they mm-hmm. did nothing yeah, they did nothing. The cops were called multiple times. Um, Child Protective Services had been out there many times, and there were so many reports. And then they all are just pointing the fingers at other people. Well, we weren't aware. We weren't aware, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yes, you fucking were. Right. And they would find like all these documents to prove that you were aware. And so there's, um, they have like a there's like this big trial. And I think it's was like the trials of or whatever. And so because it's not just like the mother and the boyfriend that were obviously held liable of this child's death. It's mm-hmm. also like all these other people that were not doing their job. Yeah. You know, that failed him. Like so many people failed this like sweet little boy. There was like so many photos of him, but there was one in particular that I just like lost it because it just reminded me of Hayden. It's just like he's this sweet little chunky little baby and he's just in his diaper and he just has his little belly and he has his foot up in his mouth and he's just like all smiles and it's just like I have those I have photos of like that of Hayden like that literally like I couldn't imagine like the fuck thinks to do this to a child and it's all he knew I can't it's all he knew where is it where it's on Netflix I will warn you it is very it's it's really, it's really hard to watch, but yeah. it's, but I felt like, um, when I was watching it as much as I wanted to turn it off because it was like hurting to watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever I'm feeling doesn't compare to what this poor baby went through. And right. like, he deserves to have his story 
heard and told and people talking about it. So like, you're going to fucking watch this. Like, I felt like I was like doing something for him by watching it. Like, I just felt like I had to, like it was, but it's like, you know, shit like that definitely hits a lot differently now that I'm a mom. Like it's, it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. Well, on a more happier note, we'll definitely bring this up a little bit, um, talking about some shows that we're binging. Do you want to start off on the first three? Because it looks like those are ones that you've been watching. So we're watching Southern Charm, the original, with like, uh, what's his name? Thomas Ravenel and like Whitney. I don't know his last name. And like Whitney's mom. And we're obsessed, but like, we watch it as soon as Annabelle shuts her eyes at night. We quickly put it on this, and we're on season six. I don't know how many seasons there are, but this show is <laughs> about like the South and like the good old boys and like the women of the South, but like you know, the younger women of the South dating these good old boys, and it's ridiculous. I'm like glued to the TV for this show because there's just so much drama and like underlying tradition it's it's a good show I think what fascinates me to southern charm Mm -hmm. is like it's just such a different world you know Mm -hmm. it's like I love bravo right like I love um real housewives and stuff and I watch those shows because it's like vicariously you get to kind of like see what it's like to Mm -hmm. live in you know their shoes but I think when it comes to southern charm it's like old money Mm -hmm. and it's that old like southern hospitality Mm -hmm. and like southern charm Mm -hmm. (laughs) the name um that is just like it's just so interesting and to like watch the way that these men behave Mm -hmm. and it's like a lot of like their like um ideas and stuff of like women (laughs) and everything are just so dated and it's like but it's just so accepted because it's like where they are and in the South and it's just like everybody just like moves forward like it's fine. Um, and it's just so it's just it's entertaining to say the mm-hmm. least for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely so far. I've liked the way that things have been ending for the women. So you got to you, you just got to watch the show. I mean, so the show was produced by Whitney who because he is friends with Thomas Ravenel and he wanted to like showcase Thomas as a good person because Thomas has been to jail and I never knew that mm -hmm. you this is a fact that you figured out and I didn't know that he produced it but it makes sense what was going on because there's just so many things in there that just are like okay this can't be real but that could also just be culture shock. You never know. But like there's It could Whitney. be a combo too. Yeah. But like Whitney created this show with Thomas Ravenel so that they could show off his personality. I think he definitely had the political aspirations. They wanted to show that he was a great person aside from what he had gone through or done to himself. And if so that was their goal. They did yeah. not. They so did given not the circumstances that, that actually happen <laughs> in the show, you can kind of see where some of the biases come mm-hmm. from. But I think the biases were so strong, which could also be a cultural thing. But they were so strong that I had to Google this, and then I was like, oh, 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 okay, that makes that makes sense. Okay, 
And then I was I'm watching Expats, which is this show on Amazon Prime, and it's really good to just binge watch like by yourself. It's not something I would like sit down and watch with Mike because it's not something I think he would fully get into. But it's a really good show. It's about a mom and her husband who are living in Japan for her husband's job. And they have like everything handed to them because they're living out of country. So with his work, he gets extra perks. He has like somebody to help around the house, yada, yada. And then one night they go out without the helper and their toddler is taken and the whole show, I think, is basically going to be about finding their toddler. Um, and it's absolutely amazing. But Nicole Kidman stars, and I love her. I um, love Nicole Kidman. Yeah, it's a really great show. Um, but it's definitely, I feel like, it's something that I'm totally fine just binging when I'm, like, doing the outline and stuff that doesn't require, like, me listening to the episode, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. I can play it during the day sometimes. And then I'm also watching, during around the same times, I'm watching Paris in Love because I'm like just watching her journey from like before therapy to after and just like watching her come into herself and just become, you know, who she's really meant to be. And it's been a really great show so far. I, I heard it's good. I want to, I want, we don't have Peacock. So yeah, it's like really need to cheap. watch it. It's really cheap. I know, so I, I know, but it's it. like we have so many streaming right. services. Right, right, and right. I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of the same stuff that the other, you know, it's, it's it was literally just to watch Paris and Love. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've had like, um, like there was the show because like I watch all the housewives, so I'm like really oh, yes. into it. And like there was this movie, it was like um the Real Housewives of Christmas or something like that. And Kyle Richards mm-hmm. was in it, but it's only on it's a Peacock exclusive, Why? so I can't. And I've been like, I'm like, I want to watch this. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I need to. I need. I want to. I want to watch it really badly. I mm-hmm. I just found out last night that my mother in law apparently has Peacock. Yeah. And I'm like, since when? I was surprised when I would clicked into it. It asked me if I want to subscribe because I wanted to watch that show. And it was really cheap. I think it was like $2.99 or something. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to just cancel when I get watching the show. It's just annoying because I have Netflix. I have Hulu. I have Discovery Plus. I have obviously YouTube TV. And we have like a few. We have um, Daily Mail or something or whatever. I don't know. And here we are. And we are held hostage to Paw Patrol 90% of the time. So much. So you have another one on there I haven't started yet, but I love hmm. Love is Blind that you didn't mention. Oh, season six of Love is Blind. Okay. So I have always watched Love is Blind. I think I missed season five and then did not start season six when it started. And then all of a sudden my feeds like on Facebook and Instagram started blowing up with season six in my For You page and stuff. It's hilarious. I love Love is Blind. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. I need to I need to watch the I haven't watched the new one that's out. I need you have to. to. I, I, well, I usually watch it with Adam, but he hasn't like really been home a lot to do like TV time. So I feel like I just need to like yeah. say fuck it and just watch it myself. I feel like this is gonna be the most uh, watched season because of the amount of publicity that it's getting. It's getting so really? much yeah, because of the ridiculousness. It's okay. Hilarious. Fine, I'll start it tonight. The things that people say. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so I'll get into it tonight. So the things that I've been watching, um, like, well, obviously Housewives. So I'm we're now coming up to the reunion. I think starts next week with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So that's definitely um, there's a lot of 
drama that's happening there between Kyle and her husband. So definitely really excited for that reunion to see what's going down. Um, I've been watching Vanderpump because the new season of Vanderpump started. So definitely been into that. And then I haven't really been like keeping up with 90 Days 90 Day Fiance, like franchises. Again, that's usually like what Adam and I would watch and he hasn't really been home. Love After Lockup just stopped um, until April. So that's kind of on pause. Um, So that's pretty much like the like reality stuff. And then I haven't gotten into Love is Blind yet, but I definitely Mm -hmm. need to. So, but as far as like scripted shows go, um, I just, so right now I've been watching on Hulu, um, it's Truman, it's Feud, Truman Capote versus Mm -hmm. the Swans. Have you seen that? No. Truman. So he basically was this like, like big time, I don't really know what he did. He was a writer. And so he like basically like got really close um, friends with all these like socialites like back in the 80s. And then um, he ended up writing this book and it basically like put out all of their dirty laundry Mm -hmm. and it like went crazy. And then they all basically like he calls them the swans, all the Mm -hmm. socialite like women that he would be with. And they basically all like pushed him out, turned their backs on him because he basically betrayed them. Um, But apparently he was trying to go after the husbands, not go after the women, but in turn, that's what happened. So it's just like really good because it's like, it's like a period piece. So it's like, it's back then, but then it's like, it's brilliant. It's really good. So been watching that. And then also um, I just finished, I binged all of it, is Life and Beth with Amy Schumer. Oh, she's yeah. You were hilarious. telling us about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that show is so good because she's just like – she's just so real and she's yeah. like literally like the girl next door, like your funny friend next door basically. Like she's just hilarious and I kind of feel like – because her husband, for those who haven't seen the show, so basically it's just like about her life. Well, I don't know if it's about Amy's life um specifically but i think there's definitely like some things that are crossover like in the show it's about a a woman named beth and then she falls in love with this guy who you know ends up being on the spectrum and i don't know if you know this but her husband in real life Mm -hmm. i guess is on the spectrum Oh, really and so yeah she's actually mentioned it in her stand-up a few times that like some of the like things that she loves is that you know he's just very very honest Mm -hmm. he's unapologetically honest it's who he is he's on the spectrum and so like she'll ask him like if she asks him like dude does this make me look fat like she's she's gotta get an answer yes it does or like you know and so she's just like she kind of loves it but then sometimes she's just like okay you could have said that a little differently but thank you um (laughs) and so you definitely see that in the show which is just like very it's it's beautifully done like the way it is it's just like it's really interesting but it's it's a really good show so I just finished that and then I feel like there was something else. Oh, it's older, but um, I do want to make mention of it because, and I think we might have talked about it before, but um, I've, I've actually now watched it a couple times, is Working Moms. Did you ever end yes. up watching that? No, oh, like I watched so it, but I need to rewatch it. It's good because it's um it's there's some geriatric mamas in there. And so yes. like it's, it's good. Um, yes. Definitely like really relevant. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for – I just 
watched it again, watched the whole season again, because I saw an ad on Facebook that they're coming out with another season, but, um, Ginny and Ginny and Georgia, mm-hmm. or is it Georgia and Gin- Ginny and Georgia Ginny and Georgia? Yeah. Is coming back on Netflix. Oh, it's so good. I love that nice. too. So that's coming back. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I need to watch life and life and as Beth or life. Life and Beth. I think it's supposed to be a play of like, um, of like life and death, but it's like life and Beth, I think yeah. is what they're, where they're going with that. I don't know. Yeah. But no, need yeah, to watch it's good. Yes. It's good. Yes, for sure. Just a reminder for everyone, we have 20% off services at Ageless Medical Aesthetics in Westbrook with the code MAMAS2024, which I am booking my final like necessary appointment with them really soon. And I'm going to book it with Carrie. She's amazing. And uh, we have a free first swim class at Goldfish Swim in Portland, Maine with the same code, which is MAMAS2024. Getting all those codes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I think that pretty much wraps up our episode today. So thank you all for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. Follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend. Tell your neighbor. Tell anybody that'll listen. We need all of your support. We will soon be on LinkedIn. Oh, yes. We actually, we are on LinkedIn. We need to add that. Yeah, I think our handle is just Geriatric Mamas on LinkedIn. But you'll be able to find us. I would have never guessed it. Yeah. That's such a, an original handle. So new. It's so new for us. <laughs> so for more info, you can check out our website at www.geriatricmamas.com. You can follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas, on YouTube at geriatric mamas, Twitter at geriatric mamas, and follow our group page on Facebook. It's geriatric mamas. <laughs> If you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, are interested in being a guest, or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can go to geriatricmamas.com and hit be a guest or send us your story. Yes. I don't know why I always pause at like be be a guest. I don't know, but you too, kind of. But we also (laughs) want to hear, we call it the moldy egg story. So if you want to hear moldy egg stories. If you've ever had a doctor tell you something absolutely ridiculous as a metaphor or anything else, we want you to send us your story. Just send it Basically like stories of doctors that don't really have the best bedside manners and maybe (laughs) say things that are just like really, truly offensive Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, we just we had to call it. Annabelle's pediatrician, and we got the on-call pediatrician the other night. And I thought it was the one. I thought when they said the doctor's name that it was the one that called Nicole's eggs moldy, but it ended up being a different doctor. And then I was like, oh, because I had texted Jessica, and I was like, we have the moldy egg doctor tonight. <laughs> Oh my God. I I feel like, and I know that you said that like she's a great doctor, but I feel mm-hmm. like for me, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even the one told that I had moldy eggs and I'm like yeah. tr- so traumatized by that yeah. whole thing that like, I just would not want anything to do with that doctor. Okay. And I love Listen. how you're like leaning the fuck into it because you're like, oh Listen, yeah. He's the one who at the end of the day, when I was in my darkest hour of pain, because I decided that Tylenol and ibuprofen were the route after major surgery. She is the one who told me to just take the fucking medicine and she prescribed it and told me it'll be ready downstairs right now. Go get it. Okay. So she's the one who kind of saved me from my my biggest like 
the pain that I was going through. So I do have a soft spot for her. And I feel as though her term moldy eggs was just like, oh, yeah, you know, you just have like moldy eggs. It's fine. But it's not a big deal. It doesn't excuse (laughs) the term. (laughs) It just excuses the person who said it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's true. All right. Well, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha